COVID-19 Market Realities. Brought to you by New Zealand Trade and Enterprise. Thailand Overview. Kia ora tato and sawati kap. Welcome to NZT's uh, COVID-19 Market Update for Thailand. My name is Ryan Freer. I'm NZT's Trade Commissioner for Thailand based here in Bangkok. Good to be with you. I'm also delighted to be joined by NTT Beach Head Advisor and Beverage Industry Executive, Mr. Paul Debiyawan, as well as uh, NTT's Thailand's Head of Business Development, Ms. Jane Tantakong. Welcome to you both. COVID-19 control measures will see the Thai economy contract by a forecast 6.7% this year. Important sectors in Thailand, tourism, food service and hospitality are being decimated. Food service channels that New Zealand exporters work closely with are struggling to operate. Sales of New Zealand food and beverage goods such as meat, seafood, beverages and dairy have almost completely dried up. It's not all doom and gloom. Thailand's food and beverage manufacturers are still importing. COVID-19 control measures are beginning to ease. Uh, Retail food and beverage sales are booming. So alongside uh, existing uncertainties and challenges, there are opportunities for New Zealand exporters to capture. Paul, how do you see the Thai market right now for New Zealand exporters? A big portion of the GDP in Thailand is driven by travel, leisure, um, entertainment and food and beverage. And some of these companies and establishments may never come back. So we've already heard of some long established um, outlets here in Thailand that um, expatriates and New Zealanders would know will not be opening back up again. So it's, it's had a huge impact. Jane, you specialise in the retail sector. What's your view on the outlook for New Zealand businesses that are looking at retail opportunities? I have heard feedback from the retailer that uh, during the initial phase of the COVID, they have a, have a lot of panic buying. So they bought most of like essential products like rice, canned fish, etc., which is not really our New Zealand product because most of our products are more premium, luxury, and for indulgence. However, we see the changing in the consumer behavior because after a month, they get bored at home and they started to buy more luxury products. For example, imported snacks, ice cream, some like frozen imported food. And you know, like moms have to keep everyone at home to be happy. So they need to look for this type of product. Now the supermarket run our baking goodies because most of the mother, Thai mothers now like go out and buy this type of product to entertain people at home. How they will learn about your product and how they can buy your product. So that's the key thing that the brands and the, and the companies need to think about. Everyone now is online. You need to be presence to them. You need to communicate the relevant message. What about the supply chain in Thailand? Um, We know that manufacturers are still importing, uh, ports are operating. Uh, What's your view on the current situation, Paul, for uh, supply into Thailand at the moment? I think it's it's probably taking a bit longer than what it would have in the past, clearly because there's not as many um, aircrafts, there's not as many cargo um, ships in terms of customs and excise, I mean, they are still operating, maybe not as 
efficient as what they could be because they're operating on reduced um, staff rates as well. So from an exporter perspective, it just means you need to really think through now that whole supply chain management and the timing and then the lead time that you need is probably is probably um, extended. You can't go, well, I used to send in a container every month. You can't do that because that's going to drain cash flow. So your supply chain management now really goes into a lot more depth than maybe what you would have had in the past. Jane, you support a lot of New Zealand businesses who are exporting chilled products to Thailand. What's your view on the logistics and freight scene for chilled products? really depend on products. For some product that they can sell at a very premium price, so they have a room for margin. So a lot of companies are still willing to air freight, even though they have to pay double for freight costs. But for some products that they have smaller margin, they will be hesitant to order the product by air freight. Some importer, they just decide to hold all the orders when they don't have direct flight for Thai Airways because that is the cheapest air freight until like 1st of July when Thai Airways will come back to resume, you know, like as normal. However, the last two weeks, there is a repatriation flight by Thai Airways. So a lot of news and exporter and importer in Thailand, they catch that opportunity to freight in few products just to get into Thailand. And some retailer, they share with me that uh, from now on, they will pay more conservative. So they're willing to pay uh, air freight and order less, but order more frequent. The reason, because they don't want to hold too much stock. So they're willing to pay a little bit more, but be conservative on the orders. So I see a few brands, they started to do more online now because previously these brands are available mainly in offline. And because the government announced to the department so too close, so they need to set up online really quickly. And that is also a challenge as well because the importer doesn't have experience, but we see some more collaboration and help for the New Zealand companies that help to provide assets, pictures. And then we see a lot of the importer, they're trying to tie new channels which might not be the typical e-commerce in other markets. Like when you talk about e-commerce, it could be just website, it could be just, you know, like a Lazada or like, a, a, you know, Shopee. But in Thailand, it's talk, they're talking about Facebook Live and it seems to work well with the Thai consumer because when the importers start to live and present about the product, they get a lot of attention and they get quite good sales after they're doing the, doing the live. And they're also doing like live shop which is live, which is a key uh, chat application in Thailand. A lot of consumers already get used to using live and they find it really convenient. They can come in, see the product, chat with the seller and make purchase immediately. The brands and, and the companies that I see that uh, are being successful are very targeted towards what, how do I assess my current portfolio and what's going to work in that, that um, online um, presence. Now is an opportunity to trial something that you may not have necessarily tried before because the consumer online is going, you know what, I've been stuck in my house for six weeks. I really want to try something different um, and what's out there that's going to, to pique my, you know, my attention. And, and using the technology and the platforms such as TikTok, such as Line, you know, that's, that's really where I, I see um, the opportunity for New Zealand exporters to, um, to tap into. Jane, what three pieces of advice would you have for New Zealand exporters at the moment to take advantage of new opportunities and consumer trends in Thailand? 
be proactive in keeping updates with your in-market partners because it's very important right now that we need to keep monitoring what is going on and we need to like plan and react like you know promptly to what is going on in the markets. And second advice would be to be flexible and be agile with your plan because whatever you plan early the year might not work now and might not work. Also, at the end of the year, so you need to be able to like monitor and revise your plan accordingly to what is going on in the market. The last advice would be to be resilient in this situation. You know, like take this as an opportunity that you can look back on what is your strength, what is your asset that you can uh, make use of, or you can capitalize on. Or what pieces of advice would you have for New Zealand exporters? A lot of the companies here are going through tough times, just as much as um, you know the New Zealand exporters are. By being empathetic, it means that you are you are not just looking at trying to sell what you possibly can during this period of time. You are trying to understand the situation of your local partner here, your customers here. What are they going through? It's moving from a sales conversation to a relationship conversation, and I think. From a longer-term perspective, that's going to come back tenfold. Second bit of advice is is assessment. Really look at your your own organisation and and your own product. What is it that you should be focusing on now? You may have had five or six SKUs that you wanted to push into the market. It may not make sense for you to do all those now. Focus on one or two and just do them really well. The other assessment piece is who is your local partner in Thailand? Who are their customer bases? The organisations that we may deal with on the food services side may be well established and, and big, but their customer base has probably been decimated too. So, really assess that, and that then leads to the third point: is looking at the cash. Be focused as to where you spend your money, and spend it with a view that there will be a recovery period, and you want to be in that recovery period faster. So there you have it: an economy in pain with much uncertainty, but an economy with a track record for bouncing back. Uh, we have an easing of restrictions, new trends and opportunities to capture for New Zealand exporters. Key messages are: uh, approach your relationships with empathy, and keep communication channel lines open. A special thanks to NZT Beachhead's advisor, Mr. Paul Debiawan, and NZT Thailand's head of business development, Jane Tantakom. Thank you for your insights and comments. Kopkum Makap and Kyoratato. You've been listening to an NZT podcast. For more insights and tools to help your business, go to covid19.nzte.govt.nz.